When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Can you believe it? It's finally here. It's the most wonderful time of the year, unless you get stressed out about how to pay for it. Savewithconrad.com can help you make this the best Christmas ever. You won't make a house payment for the next two months. That's right. Skip your next two house payments and use all that cash for your extra holiday expenses. And come next year, you're going to have a lower monthly payment. Don't put Christmas on a credit card. Pay your credit card debt off at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Savewithconrad.com. Whether it's for a friend or the friends in your pants. Make this a season to be jolly with Manscaped. Do your little boy a favor. Use the lawnmower 4.0. Avoid another silent night in the bedroom. And add in Manscaped's top of the line shower products to have people thinking all I want for Christmas is you. Santa cares about his sack. Show some you. Look nice when you get naughty. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code WHW for free shipping and 20% off. The new Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is a one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. Got everything you need to help you deck the halls from your face to your balls just in time for mistletoe season. That's right. (laughs) The Platinum Package has each product from the best-selling Performance Package Plus. You got the Ultra Premium Body Wash, the Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, the Ultra Premium Deodorant, everything you need to be smelling good from your Santa hat to your candy cane. That lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer is necessary. You got to get all those scrubs uh, <clears throat> cleaned up. The Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer is going to take care of you, and so is that proprietary advanced skin safe technology. going to take care of those delicate little holes. Got a 4000K LED light on this bastard. going to light you up like Rudolph. And now that you've groomed the uh, candy cane, all that's left is to make sure you don't smell like a reindeer. That's what we're talking about, shower products. And guys, you got to do this if you're wanting to birdbath them bitches, okay? You got to get it trimmed up, then you got to make sure it smells good. That's why they're getting you the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner. This Platinum 4.0 sitting under the tree is guaranteed to put anyone in the holiday spirit. They got a cool little stocking stuffer too. That new brand new body buffer. Way better than your sorry asshole loofah. One more time, Tony. Hit him with our special offer. Uh, before I do, Conrad, reminder of the crop mop, which is individually wrapped uh, disposable wipes that you just open up and wipe yourself off, and you are fresh to go. I use them all the time. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WHW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code WHW. Manscaped. Get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. What happened when? WHW Monday. 
And now, let's go to the ring. And here's your co-host. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, a very sleepy, a very tired, a very stressed, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? I'm doing great. Don't worry about being sleepy, about being tired, because this is the life that I chose. This is what I decided to do. This is what happened back in 2017. Uh-oh. A motherfucker from Alabama contacted me and said, let's fucking do a fucking podcast in wrestling. And I said, fuck you. And Lola yep. said, you better do it. You got to pay for your daughter's wedding. And I did it. And all of a sudden, two years later, I'm doing wrestling again. And all of a sudden, three years later, here I am. Fat, happy, fuck you. So anyway, how's everybody doing on your end? Man, everybody's great. And uh, I love that you doing you being involved in wrestling again, we can still somehow manage to pin on Lois. That makes me happy. Isn't that something? Yeah. Blame, blame all kinds of stuff on her. But well, no, Con- Conrad, I'm doing great. And I know we're going to the holiday season right now. You know, into Thanksgiving uh, this coming uh, week, and uh, and a lot of things, good things going on. I, I'm I'm very fortunate on on many levels. I'm very very as, fortunate. So there you as go. As folks are listening to this tonight, is a very uh, Thanksgiving Eve special edition mm-hmm. of AEW Dynamite with a new world heavyweight champion, Mister mm-hmm. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Of course, yeah. Jamie Hader is the new ladies champ. Unbelievably, the death triangle retained over the elite, but we're starting a, a best of seven series. And Tony, if you're thinking like, I think that makes me think of the good old days of Jim Crockett promotions. So yeah, it makes, seven. makes me think of 1986 and Magnum TA and Nikita Koloff, which was, and I guess they've had best of sevens uh, since then, but that's the one that I think most fans, uh, remember at least most fans who grew up in the, you know, during the Crockett Ever- era. Uh, Nitro had a best of seven with Chris Benoit and Booker T. That yes, a- they did. Yeah. Uh, that one, I don't remember. <laughs> well, it something? was 1998, you know, I mean, yeah. 98, you were probably at the peak of your professional career, but personally you yeah. felt like you were having more fun than ever in the Crockett days. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I, it's something we've talked about many times. It's the, the Crockett era was, you know, part of my fandom and I was just so excited about being wrestling, being in wrestling. 1998, I thought, what the hell am I doing in this shit? And now, uh, here we go, uh, now. And I'm thinking, wow, this is, I've got a great life and I'm, I'm very, very blessed. There was something that happened, uh, at uh, full gear that you probably didn't see, but when that little, no good with a horrible spray tan piece of shit, MJF, it flipped you off. Yeah, he, but did you see him throw, uh, take my drink and throw it in my face? No. Yeah, he did. <sighs> he took my monster and threw it in my face. So. He threw your own monster in your own face. On my own monster in my own face and then walked off. So Now, have you, have you ever thrown that monster in Lois's face? Uh, no, I have not. Well, I recommend it. Okay. All right. I, I, a wise old man told me sometimes yeah. if you just throw it in their face, they know what to do. Well, you know, it's just to enjoy that delicious monster. There's a difference between a monster and a wild field mouse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, listen, I think we both agree. Fuck MJF. He's a terrible person. He's a horrible person. A lot of people listening to this think, oh, he's a real heel. No, he's a really bad person. Like yeah. there is a difference between 
playing a character on TV and just being a piece of shit human being. And we both know MJF to be a piece of shit human being, like the worst among us, right? Right, right. And also, uh, I don't know if you've heard, have you heard talk about a reality show coming out? I, uh, the rumor and innuendo, I didn't think I was allowed to talk about that here on the uh, program, but the rumor and innuendo is you guys have already begun filming it. Well, there's talk about it. Put it that way. Okay. And what is that? You, you said, have you heard about it? And I said, yes, yep, my, now, my, my ask, I was asking you, have you heard about it? Cause I've heard about it. So no, well, and you mean, usually know more about shit than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, won't, I, 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 I get my dirt from you. I won't say, uh, something that I shouldn't say here on the program, but let okay. me just say, watch dynamite tonight. Thank you. Watch dynamite if, tonight. If, if yeah. you're, uh, if you like the same kind of things that I like, watch dynamite tonight. You'll be glad you did. Yeah. Just take my word for it. Yeah. Won't be uh, fun. Take my word for this too. We're going to have some fun today. We're going to be talking about Starcade 87, the fallout from that show. Wow. And we do a watch along from world championship wrestling season three, episode 47 hmm. from November 28th, 1987. This is me doing my best walk boom yuckster. Yuck, yuck, yuck from Tony Schiavone. Come on now. Fire up your peacock to season three, episode 47. November 28th, 1987. This is going to be a lot of fun, Tony. It is going to be a lot of fun. I love your uh, yucking voice. And uh, thank you, everybody. Welcome to the World Championship Wrestling. Uh, Tony Schiavone and David Crockett. Nikita Kolov in the ring. Like, nah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Sunday, Sunday, uh, Sunday. Sunday. I hated my voice back then, man. Imagine if you used to you do like, uh, I'm sure on the radio, you had to do spots for car dealers. Pull it in. Push it in. Drag it in. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. That's what we're doing. So what are you waiting for? Get your kick out. Season three, episode 47, November 28th, 1987. And Tony, I believe stupid ass Dave Silva has a countdown queued up for us. Let's roll that beautiful bean footage. Let's see if he can push a button. Dave, go ahead. Yeah. There it is. And ladies and gentlemen, we're looking at the footage from Starcade 87. Just as old school and as raw as you can get for an entrance, right? I mean, I know it's flair and the music and the robe and it all looks great, but compared to what we come up with these days, and I'm talking about us and the WWE, it is light years difference, isn't it? But you know what? It still felt big. It still felt special, especially sure. for the day. The robe we see him, him wearing into the cage right here uh, as we get ready for Starcade 87. He, of course, trying to reclaim the world title. He is successful, beating Ron Garvin to become the world heavyweight champion again. Uh, that robe is in the personal collection of Mr. Darius Rucker of Hootie and the Blowfish. How about that? Wow. How about that? 
Only want to be with you. I thought you were more of a wagon wheel guy. Speaking yeah, of wagon yeah, wheel, yeah, uh, it looks like you, you own a few based on this hairstyle. Let's take a listen. Welcome back to World Championship Wrestling. I'm Tony Giovanni, your host for two of what has to be the two most tremendous hours in the history of the Superstation. Oh, TV. Jesus Christ. You're starting it back in 87. Can you believe it? Yes, I can. Things. The NWA has a new World Junior Heavyweight Champion. He is Nelson Royal. Also here today on this program, a big six-man tag team event. That'll be in our second hour. We'll talk about that. And also we're going to take a look at a situation between Barry Windham and Larry Zabisco. But let me tell you also, some titles change. Some titles remain the same during Starcade. Nature Boy Ric Flair is the World Heavyweight Champion defeating Ronnie Garner. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, the U.S. Heavyweight Champion defeating Lex Luger. We're going to take a look at both of those matches and also hear a very emotional special interview from the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes himself, and also this man, the World Television Champion, Nikita. Congratulations. Possible, comrade. Possible. What do you think he's saying here? Possible, little guy with funny haircut. Look at them fans. Yes. Absolutely. Do you know I found my wife in this audience one day? That's right. She was Miss Alabama. And I said, do you want to date Nikita Koloff? And she said, yes, I'll date Nikita Koloff. No, she, she went, yes, I'll date Nikita Koloff. And then, and then I said, no, my real name is Scott Simpson, but I changed my name to Nikita.S. Koloff. And so I'm really from Golden, Minnesota. And she said, I don't care. I just want to marry a wrestler. And I said, you know, Tony, was he a, uh, yeah, yeah, Kshatoata, Kshatoata, Tony, is what I said. And I also said, you know what? You, one of these days, I'm going to be a preacher, and you're going to be an old, miserable, fat guy in wrestling again, right? Kshatoata. And then I asked Miss Alabama to make, <laughs> to make me a pumpkin pie. And she said, I don't know how to make a pumpkin pie but I can buy you one at the store. And I said, no, uh, American women need to know how to make pumpkin pie because it's the holidays. And she said, well, I don't know how to make a pumpkin pie, but I know what else I can give you. And I said, got to go. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to hit us over the head with it, but instead, <laughs> got to go cut out just perfect. <laughs> Look at that mustache, dude. Oh, Jesus. Christ. How much coffee got caught up in that mustache? Oh, Lord. Oh, man. Look at, look at this, man. I'm just talking right in the camera. Mr. Jim Crockett about that interview and, of course, about Starcade itself. We are ready to go. Let's go to the ring. There's that yucking. And here comes yeah. the Rock and Roll Express. Mm -hmm. And, of course, uh, as we're talking, man, the Rock and Roll Express, they're getting ready to get murdered. Uh, they're going to die this weekend at the Dorton arena. The Briscoes oh. are going to end their careers and their lives. Uh, -huh. uh, the Briscoes are not here to fuck around. No, they're not. not. Yeah. Man, Shout I'll out to those guys though, yeah. doing, uh, Ricky Steamboat's return and they're on the card. And, uh, so is the new NWA junior heavyweight champion, uh, Ricky's son, Carrie, who was uh, a delightful young man. And Interestingly enough, if you ever find yourself in, I think it's called Mooresville, isn't that where North Nelson Royal's, uh, Western uh, store is? Yeah. That's where his ranch was. Of course, the late Nelson Royal. And, uh, he's got a boot store there still a country yeah. Western store. Of course, he's no longer with us, but the family still has it. And, uh, as you exit the store hung above the door, 
is his old NWA junior heavyweight championship that they're talking about him winning at Starcade. How about yeah, that? Now, I just talked about that. And, and Nelson not only was the guy who, uh, I guess he contracted to the big gold belt. Yes. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. His yeah. name is actually permanently engraved uh-huh. on the belt. So if you remove the belt from the plates on the back, it says that the belt was ordered, uh, for Nelson Royals, uh, Western store has the address and everything. Wow. Very cool. So yeah, lots of guys had their name on the front of the belt. Nelson Royal was there the whole time on the back of the belt. Little trivia. Who would have guessed taking a look at this, that Teddy long would have been in the hall of fame before the rock and roll express. Not I, you just, you just can't really guess what's going to happen in wrestling. You know, you, you really can't, you just, you have no, you, you can't put, I mean, look, let's guess what's going to happen in 20 years from now. I mean, it's right. in, in wrestling, in life, you can't obviously, but in wrestling, because it's so fluid and so crazy and just, just nuts. And, um, you know, same crowd, I, I just same people there's, I mean, there's different ones at times, but there's the regulars who are always there. Right. Uh, that old couple in front, man, it's like, what happened to those guys? They must've got lost going to Perkins or something. Some of our listeners don't know what Perkins is. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a breakfast restaurant, 24 hour restaurant. Wait, wait, wait. You said it correctly there. I thought it was restaurant. No, I've, I've learned a lot since working with you. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> I hate you so much. Yes, I have. I used to say theater and now I'll say theater. Learned a lot. <laughs> and I used to say, I used to say, oh, why, get, listen, here comes an ambulance. Uh, you can hear the siren, but now I say, Hey, here comes an ambulance. You can hear the siren. I don't talk like that. You yeah. Oh yeah. All you Alabama people do. Hey, by the way, how about those, uh, Tennessee volunteers? How about them? Just got that dick broke off. Well, well, how about man. the precious old miss rebels? Just yeah. had the, had the Arkansas Razorbacks was breaking off in there. And then I see these stupid ass Alabama haters like y'all only beat Austin P by 34. Yeah. What? Yeah. Don't you get your shit together? Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, uh, Tennessee thought, man, they beat Alabama that they should be the national champs. Reality, so reality sunk in. Reality has sunk in. Of course, uh, Georgia's still, uh, top of the land, top of yeah. the heap. Michigan had a scare. TCU had a scare. Ohio yeah. State had a scare. Yeah. Georgia still clearly the best team in ball this year, but yeah. next year you won't have a 37 year old quarterback and things might be a little different. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Your quarterback is the exact same age as Joe Burrow. <laughs> isn't that crazy? Isn't that, that is crazy, isn't it? I mean, I think it's really cool that you guys have, do you remember that movie that that football movie that Sinbad was in unnecessary roughness? That's the uh, Georgia team. Okay. Sinbad came back to play when he was like 35 years old. Okay. I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty much it. But by the way, I'm four. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I'm four too. I'm for a lot of things in college Ooh. sports. That Here big we go. Body drop. He did not. I mean, he fell right on his, he may have broke his coccyx. The way yeah. he landed. I, I bet that's a double drop kick. Let's see. And he's down again. Yeah, now, from what I understand, uh-huh. we've got 
a controversial promo here from the Midnight Express coming up. Oh, wow. I think there's a line in here that would actually cost Jim Cornette his job with the NWA like three years ago. Oh, I could be wrong, but let's yeah. see if this is it. I think this is the episode. Okay. Okay, Jim Cornette. Punk, that's a big deal. Big two nobodies, you jerk. I meant it when I said your daddy was alcoholic and your mother's ugly. His mother's as ugly as the day is long. Let me tell you something. Everybody can see plainly all across America that the Rock and Roll Express managed to weasel out with their filthy, stinking, low-down lives out of Starcade. Despite everything we can do, they're just too slippery to grab a hold of. They're like those slugs that show up on the back porch under a cardboard box after a heavy rain. You gotta pour some salt on them and then they curl up. Well, let me tell you something, rock and roll. Since you got out alive, you've been making noises about these, brother. The United States Tag Team Championship belts. Well, I got news for you. We may not be able to get rid of you because you're so stupid you don't know when you've been beat. But we dead gum sure can keep these belts away from you because you're not good enough to beat the Midnight Express in the ring flat in the middle and never have been. And the Bunkhouse Stampedes are coming up in December and everybody's all excited about it. I got the baddest tag team in the world. I got the baddest man in the world. And Jimmy Crockett, you better be there every night, brother, with cash money, because I'm going to have my mother's butler, Thurston, down there personally every night to cart those money bags off on his back. And let me tell you one thing, Dusty Rhodes, last year, you cheated my man Big Bubba out of the finals at Bunkhouse Stampede. Everybody knew he should have won it because he won the most money. Not the most events, but the most money. And that's what everybody's after is money. But you got together with Jimmy Crockett, you cheated him. Well, Dusty Rhodes, I know you're an expert on everything. It smells like a horse. But this year in those bunkhouse stampedes, we got a few surprises for you. And I understand you got that United States United States heavyweight title belt around your waist now. Well, the United States Tag Team Champions being the All-American boys that they are, Dusty Rhodes, being the American dream that they are. They're the American dream to grow up looking good, grow up winning belts and titles and money. That's what the American dream is. And either one of them, beautiful Bobby or Sweet Stan, Dusty Rhodes, might just challenge you for that U.S. heavyweight belt that you got around your waist so proudly from Starcade. Beautiful Bobby, I think, would take it. Sweet Stan, I think, would take it. We might have to just flip a coin to see, Dusty Rhodes, who gets the honor of whipping your you-know-what and taking that gold away from you. And Big Bubba Rogers, the only man in the world that can strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. He's going to win the Bunkhouse Stampede. Fans will be back right after this timeout. And right now feels like a good time for us to take a timeout. They're mm-hmm. taking one, so we will too. I'll mm-hmm. hit it at eleven fifty. That's what we'll do. All right, hit it right. And there, there. it is, eleven fifty. You know what that means? It's time yeah. to talk about our glorious. The glorious what? Uh, Dick here. Okay, I just the 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 Dave uh, Silver music gets so hard I didn't hear what you said. We're coming in so hot. Yeah, baby. It's never too early to start thinking about gifts. Never too early. Friends, never. Nope. For the friends in your pants. Yeah, and your pants. Make this baby. a season to be jolly with Manscaped. Jolly, Do you jolly. the boy a favor. Yeah, baby. And use the lawnmower 4.0. Avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Then add in Manscaped's top of the line shower products. To have the people thinking all I want for Christmas is you yeah, and baby, your balls. Come on, give me them balls. Santa cares about his sack. Oh, 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 balls, balls, balls. And so should you. Look yeah. nice when you're going to be naughty. 
or going to manscaped.com and use the promo code WHW yep. for free shipping and 20% off. But you can take 100% off that dick hair, daddy. Oh. Manscaped's Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop. Yeah, baby. The man who deserves it all. Yeah, man. Platinum Package has each product from the best pe- best-selling performance package. You get the ultra-premium body wash, the ultra-premium shampoo and conditioner, the ultra-premium deodorant. You'll be smelling fresh from your Santa hat to your candy cane. Woo, baby. What about that lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer? What about that weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer? They're here, too. Whack that it weed, baby. Here. Proprietary, advanced, skin-safe technology. Mm-hmm. Both of these rascals are waterproof. There's no issue clearing the snow out of your driveway. Seriously. You know that old song about drinking pina coladas and doing stuff in the rain? Try shaving your dick in the rain. It's romantic. Trust me, I've done it. There's also a 4,000K LED light on it. So if you got a little baby dick like Tony, no problem. Light the way up like Rudolph. And now that you've got a groomed candy cane, we want to make sure you don't smell like a reindeer. You got to get the hookup on these platinum package shower products. By the way, Manscaped shower gear, sulfate free, vegan. Gonna make your skin feel hydrated, smelling fresh. But smelling good doesn't stop at the shower. Ask old Tony T. That crop provide crop preserver ball deodorant. Little known fact, Tony had the stinkiest balls in all of Starbucks. Yep. I hooked him up with this podcast, rubbed it on. Tony Khan came a calling. It was that easy. You know what good you can do thing. too? What's that? You get to rub it up in your asshole. I do. It's like a breath mint for your beehole. That's true. Seriously, I used to rub Selsun Blue on my asshole when I was in high school. It made me feel special. Now, I use the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. Now, the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, little known fact, I use that on Eric Bischoff. We're going to have to hit that music again. Just hit it again, Dave. Let's just keep going. This is a 17-minute Pinscape commercial. Go. Crop Reviver Ball Toner got Eric Bischoff his job with Vince McMahon. And a lot of people want to know, why did it only last 100 days? He didn't reorder. He ran out of crop reviver and they ran his ass out of Stanford on a rail. So make sure you're staying stocked up. The Platinum Package 4.0 sitting under the tree is guaranteed to put anyone in the holiday spirit. By the way, the perfect stocking stuffer is the brand new body buffer. That's right. It's an incredible body scrubber. It's going to make exfoliating a lot easier. And it's a lot cleaner than your dirty ass loofah that your wife uses to clean stuff you don't even want to talk about. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WHW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code WHW. Manscaped, get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. Sincerely, guys, I've gifted this for Christmas. And when they unwrap the package and see this, it's a hit. They love it. They talk about it. They take pictures of it. They pass it around. It's a memorable gift. If you got somebody in your life you gave a gift card to last year, they don't fucking remember you did it. They don't know what they did with it. They might not have even used it. It's probably in a drunk drawer in their kitchen. This Manscaped shit, they're going to brag about. They're going to use. They're going to talk about it. They'll never forget it. And yes, you're getting 20% off with the promo code WHW, but tell them to take 100% of their dick hair off. We thank Manscaped for sponsoring today's podcast. This was a fun 17-minute ad, but it was fun. And I'm at 11.50, and Tony, I'm ready when you are. Why don't you count us back in? All right, here we go. Back in at 3, 2, 1. And it looks like we got uh, Michael P.S. Hayes and Gorgeous Jimmy with Precious here. 
going to be taking on gladiator one and two mm-hmm. names. One of those guys, one of the gladiators, uh, is Gary Royal, I believe. Okay. And he is the one, uh, the gladiator that was pinned by the Mulkies in that famous Mulkey match. Uh, you're right. It is gladiator. Number one. Yeah. It's, uh, Jimmy looks pretty good. Michael Hayes looks like Michael Hayes looks like a blonde carny. Oh, well, there you go. Coming in hot there. Yeah. Why is carny such a bad word in wrestling? Uh, I think the idea is that you're trying to, um, manipulate people. You're trying to bamboozle people. You're trying to hoodwink people. You're trying to steal money. Oh, well, I guess that's, that's a old term from back in the day when wrestlers didn't trust promoters. Well, I mean, do you know what the real term is originally? Yeah. It has to do with carnival, right? Carnival yes, workers, right. Correct. Yeah. A lot of wrestling started in carnivals and it was just about how can you rig these games and fleece them and all that sort of deal. And even the term Mark is from the carnival days where you would have chalk on your hand. And as people were walking by and if you had a sucker at your booth before he went to another booth, you would pat him on the back and say, Hey man, well, better luck next time. You know, Hey man, better luck next time. Good job. You know, thanks for stopping by, but you had chalk on your hand. So as he keeps going down the boardwalk or what have you at the carnival, the other vendors would see that chalk on the back and the, Oh, this guy's an easy mark. Let's fucking get him to play our game. Cause he's got money and we're going to separate him from it. Wow. They're all workers. Another carnival term. I'm working baby. How about that? How about that? Wonder where the term sell went, came from where he can sell. I don't know. Well, he can sell it. He can make the people believe that yeah. they'll buy into it. Right. Uh, just, uh, ama- amazing about the, uh, and I, I know there's a lot of wrestling historians out there, Jim Cornette being one of the more prominent ones, but just interesting, interesting business down through the years, how it's changed, uh, what it was at one time, uh, how the distrust of promoters, the distrust of the wrestling business is still evident today. Yeah. I mean, wrestlers still worry about their spot. And what blows me away is that, and I was talking to a couple of wrestlers about this that will go unnamed. I said, back in the day, you, you would have to worry about your spot because it, it affected your paycheck. Right. It doesn't now. No. And they still worry about their spot. And I go, do you get a paycheck every two weeks? Yes. And they go, yes. I said, what the fuck? Okay. So it's, it's just some amazing how the, how the business is. Ego, man. People yeah. want to be stars and I get yeah. that. I and mean, this is their lifelong dream and, and they, their dream necessarily. Yeah. They wanted to be well-paid and they wanted to make money and they wanted to pay their bills and take care of their family. But they also wanted a main event WrestleMania or be the world champion or whatever it may be. You yeah, know, right. Right. Sure. I get that. Hey, so even the word, you know, you said a minute ago, sell even get over. I mean, that. Right. The whole nomenclature of this business is based on carnival shit and us versus them. You know, we're, we're trying to outsmart them. We're trying to take advantage in movies. That's not necessarily the case. You, you if something's popular. There's an, uh, there's an uh, agreement. We're going to entertain you for X number of dollars. Right. Whereas with this, the term getting over, uh, I got over on them, meaning, you know, I, I separated them from their money. I took advantage. They like me, whatever, like get over Mark. Carney, sell, yeah. all that. 
And then yeah. of course, you know what you got into the business for the old BJs and HJs, but that's a story for another day. Yeah. Didn't work out for me too well. Did it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm, I'm thinking now that's Gary Royal coming in. I'm thinking the other one, the other guy, cause I was looking closely at his eye holes. I think the other guy may be George South. Now, when we're talking about you looking at holes, the eye holes, you know, right. Well, last week you had pink eye because you were looking at the wrong hole. They blasted apart. No, no, that's wrong. And you caught the pink. Well, so how, how's your pink eye going? It's, it's all, it's all gone. Oh, good. Yeah. It's all gone. So there you have to, you have to, uh, plan another mode of attack because the pink eye is gone. Well, no, I was sincerely asking, you know, just in time for the holidays. You don't don't sincerely do shit, dude. What does that mean? That's hurtful. Oh, really? Not really. (laughs) Oh God. Michael Hayes. Lord have mercy. Oh, Tony, did I tell you I got in a fight this week? Whoa. Uh, Okay. This is a story that we need to stop the world for. Would it have been fisticuffs or would it have been an argument? Would it have been a bitch slap? What would it have been? I went to dinner with some friends from work. Okay. And my stupid ass friend, Cassio kid. Oh. And afterwards we decided to have a few drinks at the bar and well, finish watching a W dynamite. Okay. And as the show comes to a close, a guy who I know, and I've seen before, uh, comes over and says, Hey man, want to fight? <laughs> and you said, no, what are we eighth graders? Okay. What was that? Okay. So he called your ass out right in the bar. And then he says, well, are you a pussy? Good God. Uh, meanwhile, let's go to Tony Schiavone. Okay. Fans, we're back. In- Speaking of pussy during Starcade, there are a lot of great, probably a little bit on that mustache. But I mm, no, classic matches. Not only from Starcade, but from all of wrestling history. It happened Thanksgiving during Starcade. Dusty Rhodes against Lex Luger. It was very simple. The match, the premise of the match. Dusty Rhodes puts his career on the line. Lex Luger puts the U.S. heavyweight title on the line. And, you know, I had a chance to talk to a lot of fans in Chicago the night before in New York and, and all over the country when I do have a chance. And they all said this is the impossible task for Dusty Rhodes because James J. Dillon had what he considered to be the perfect athlete, and he does, the perfect athlete to get rid of the man he always wanted to get rid of, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. But in the end, as you now know, Dusty Rhodes became U.S. heavyweight champion. Now, we're going to take a look at the match. Then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more because Dusty held a a press conference right after the match and a very emotional interview by the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. But first of all, let's take a look at wrestling history. Can't wait to see the press conference. Of course, what we're seeing now, clips from Starcade 87, Lex Luger, who does look like polar opposite of uh, Dusty Rhodes. And uh-huh. of course, we've covered Starcade 87, but uh, maybe not either of the best match for these guys. But on paper, the next big thing versus one of the biggest stars of the last 10 years yeah. in a cage, pretty good idea for a pay per view. You know what blows me away about uh, what I just saw? is that I'm standing in front of the camera and I'm ad-libbing for a couple of minutes. Uh, I, I never remembered. Well, that shouldn't surprise you. I never remembered having to do that. Really? Yeah. And that was a one take thing too. You know, we went live to tape, right? They would not stop the tape and say, Oh, you got to do it again. I mean, right. I just, I just, and I was winging it. 
And if I recall, they just said, you need to set up Dusty Rhodes and set up Dusty Rhodes win and then set up his press conference. And I don't remember them giving me pointers about what to say. Uh, and I just kind of winged it. So, um, it's kind of like, I don't know if you, if you watched, if you looked at social media right after or later that night, early morning, right after uh, full gear with, I did a thing on social media and I just winged that and did it in one take. And I remember thinking after I did it, you know, when, when you really got to do it in one take, you can usually get it done. Right. Um, and it's, it's, it's a lot different than we do. Listen, I, I don't mind doing pre-tapes and right. I'm talking about with talent in the back, but I'd rather do live interviews any day of the week because it's just, it, it, it makes the wrestlers, it makes it on point. A live interview is, is always better than a pre-tape. And that's why a lot of times when we're doing backstage interviews, most of the stuff we do with Jericho is live because he wants to do it live. Right. And, I, and I wish all, I wish other wrestlers were like that too. But you know, a lot of wrestlers are young, and they're not as experienced in doing promos as Jericho is. But man, the art of the promo. I just, uh, I know we've talked about it before. It just amazes me that more wrestlers don't concern themselves with it. I think they concern themselves with it. I mean, yeah. we saw uh, a, a fella have his own personal dream match over the weekend. Yeah, it was it was. Just what a promo. Oh, well, he's listen. He, Eddie Kingston's the best. Yes. He's the absolute best. He is. And I've told him this before and he says, and I'll, I'll tell him this. I, I, I just absolutely love Eddie Kingston. And I tell him this and I say, we are a better company with you in there. Yes. And he'll say, Shivani, stop saying that. I say, it's true. It's true because you always give us your very best performance. Yes. And it was, uh, and, and of course it was on the, uh, it was on zero hour or what used to be called buy-in, but man, it was, it's worth a watch. It just really is because it was real. It was absolutely real. If it's real to them and they feel it, it'll yeah. come through the screen. And it did. Yeah. Inkson is that guy pretty consistently week in, week out. Yeah. I, I was a huge fan of his on the indie. So glad to see him become a quote unquote television wrestler. Yeah. Sincerely, just uh, a guy who's very deserving of all of his success. Right. He's another one who loves to do his promos live, too, instead of pre-tape. So, uh, just, uh, man, I'm so, so glad I got to know Eddie Kingston. Just. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I really am. He's, he is he is truly, of, of all the years I've done wrestling, one of my favorite guys. You know, we're having a pretty good match here too for, you know, I, and I, I get it. Dusty wasn't the greatest worker in the world, especially he, by 87 and, right. and, and Lex Luger was so green here right. in 87. He wasn't right. as good as he would be, which was never great, but and fans are into it. As you can see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Johnny Weaver just went down and JJ's going to waddle over to unlock the cage and he waddle over. That's hurtful. And he, and he dropped the key like an idiot. Not a big JJ fan, huh? I just want to blast him. No, I just, I like JJ. You know, I like JJ. I know we're just busting balls. That's what yeah. we do. This is UIC pavilion, Chicago. Uh, Home okay. of the shy town rumble with flair mm -hmm. and steamboat a few years later. Wow. And what happened? What happened? How did, how did Hebner get hit? I didn't see that. 
Okay, one, two, three. So Dusty does not lose his career mm-hmm. at the hand of the United States Championship. Yeah. And there it is. Let's track it. There's nothing much I can say to add to that or add to what you're about to see, the the post-match press conference. But let me say this. I've been in this sport for four years now, and I've seen different sides to many different athletes here on television and then in the arenas, maybe going home after the matches. You're going to take a look at a different side of the American Dream Dusty Rhodes that maybe that you've never seen before, but I have. It's a side of a man who has a tremendous amount of love for this sport and a tremendous amount of love for many fans. It's a man, Dusty Rhodes. Is he at the crossroads? You may ask yourself that question when you take a look at this. Let's take a look, truly, what is a very emotional moment for the U.S. heavyweight champion. I want to take this opportunity to, to thank Jim Crocker Promotions in the wrestling world throughout in the National Wrestling Alliance for tonight with a, a big moment in Dusty Rhodes' life. I want to say one thing, first of all, at this uh, post-game thing here, that Lex Luger is probably the greatest athlete in this country. And the lessons that he learned tonight with Dusty Rhodes, the legend himself, will go down in history, and he will never make the mistakes again. Lex Luger will probably be unbeatable because as being in the ring on this occasion with him, he was at his best. He is a great, tremendous athlete. I'm as tired as I ever been in 16 years of wrestling. I'm very tired. It comes time now to start thinking about laying this old body down. So I'm going to go home and think about it. And if Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, has to retire in 1988, then I thank God for the relationship I've had with the public and with Jim Crockett Promotion. Thank you very much. So I think that was Gary Jester up front. Gary Jester up front, Rob Garner and Johnny Weaver in the back. The guy holding the belt, don't know who he was, and of course Jim Crockett there. That was a cool little moment. It felt like a, uh, you know, an athlete saying goodbye and winding down his career. Yeah. You know, I, I, afterwards, uh, of all the great promos that Dusty has done, I think, I think I kind of oversold that a little bit because I oversold it as, oh, we're going to hear something great from Dusty. And it was good, you know, but it wasn't like hard times or anything like that. It was just a very emotional, I may quit type thing. By the way, you see Larry Zabisco here. He's going to be taking on Bob Riddle. Little known fact that is Matt Riddle's father. WWE superstar, Matt Riddle, UFC really? superstar, Matt Riddle. Wow. Yes. Everybody knows that that's his father. And of course we've learned that Tejo Khan is Tony Khan's uncle. No, that's not true. But that is again, a lie been perpetrated by a bunch of rednecks at the boot in Alabama, either worrying about a fight or lengths of someone's dick hair. Now tell me about the fight again. Oh, okay. First of all, it was butt hell hair. It wasn't dick hair, but okay. Yes. Well, it's, uh, okay. It's so anyway, I'm sitting there minding my own business mm-hmm. and a fella comes over who I know I've had conversations with. He's actually been by the office and I think I had a Halloween party here once and he came to the, to the house and okay, it was a Christmas party. I don't recall. Anyway, 
Mm-hmm. He goes, Hey man, want to fight? Okay. Just like that. And I said, uh, nope. Good call. And he says, are you sure? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm not in eighth grade. You know, yeah. I'm 41. I don't, I don't want to fight. That's not something grownups do. You get old dude. And he goes, are you a pussy? What a cool thing to say, I didn't think. Yeah. So I stood up. Okay. And and took a swing. He, he says, Well, are we fighting with our shirts on? Oh my lord. And I thought, oh, is this just a way to get a fight? I gotta take your shirt off because I ain't got no bitch in me. And I'm taking yeah. my shirt off. Oh Lord. You took, your shirt off. you took your shirt off in the bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the owner of the bar says, well, don't do it over there by the glassware. Do it over here. Oh, so he was really into having a fight between. Uh, so now I, cause he's friends with the owner. So then I realized, yeah, okay. This is something that was co-opted by the owner. Uh, so he, okay. he suggested we do it in this spot instead. So uh-huh. I stepped over there and I was like, Hey, what are we doing? Yeah. And the guy fucking squared up and took a swing. And I was like, Oh, this is really happening. Okay. I thought we were just kidding around. Yeah. And then someone, I think maybe the owner goes, Hey, open hands, like no closed fist. And I thought, what world are we in? So he took another swing this time with an open hand. Okay. Did he connect? Nope. Uh, but when he did that the second time with the open hand, he left himself open and I went straight forward with a palm strike and broke his nose and he started bleeding. And that was the end. So I put my hands up and said, Hey, he's leaking. Should we keep going? Or is that enough? And everyone decided that was enough. I paid my tab and I decided it's probably time to leave. Well, they won't fuck with you again. Will they? Well, well I no. it happened because the guy goes tomorrow's picture day at work. And I was like, dude, I, I didn't want to fight. Like I kind of like you. It's unfortunate. This happened. This wasn't my idea. Why didn't you just try to talk him out of it instead of really taking off your shirt like a fucking goof and going over? Yeah. Listen, in hindsight, I shouldn't have done that. Right. Sure. But I mean, I I legitimately wasn't seated next to him. Hadn't spoken to him. Nice guy. Just, you know, his nose tells a story now. So that's cool. I guess you have a very interesting bar life. I was, I was said the exact same thing to my friends. I, I went to lunch with my friends the next day and one of them happened to be there. And he go, I didn't retell the story, but he goes, so Conrad's sitting there minding his own business. And everybody's like, sure. He goes, no, I watched it anyway. On the way back to the office, someone, I, I came to the realization. I said to myself, I said, self, I have a fairly interesting life. I think. Mm, yeah, you do. Anyway. Uh, there you go. You know, with Grubhub, you can stay home now. Well, that was the, that was, see, the, uh, the idea was I, uh, I had like a friend's giving for some folks at, that, that I work with and whatnot. A friend's giving. Yeah. 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 It's if pretty that is the most, the most, most millennial, millennial bullshit I've ever heard out of your mouth in my life. Well, you got a bunch of, okay. l- l- listen to this. Like a man, I gave Barry Wyndham the opportunity to hand over his title to Baby Dollar myself. I gave him to Starcade, and now his time is up. He's got no more 
Creed's, his time is up. I'm going to take the belt as a stepping stone and move all the way to the top. Now it's Ric Flair, right? How about Dusty Rhodes with the U.S. title? And with the information I've got, Dusty Rhodes is easy me. Yeah, well, Dusty Rhodes thinks he won something. Well, Dusty Rhodes, you just became another target for Baby Now and the greatest wrestler in the world. You know, we have some videotape I think we'd like to see of Larry Zabisco and Barry Windham and Baby Doll. Both of you look at this with us. Take a look at this videotape. Windham with a right hand. So we see Barry Windham with uh, Larry Zabisco. How about Jim Ross on the call, man? Yeah, how about that? I don't know who's that working with him, but that is JR on the call, buddy. Let's listen. That woman. Oh, God. He. Zabisco just nailed Wyndham with a foreign object. I guarantee you, he had something on his fist. He's pending. They, they're calling for the bell. But what? No, he's what? He, the referee. But, but he hit. But, but he hit him. Randy Anderson. Wait a minute. Give him Zabisco. Wait a Tim Horner of the Lightning Express in there. I mean, my gosh, it was, she handed him a foreign object. There it is! It's right there! It's right there! Zabisco no. just nailed Horner with a neck breaker. But there's the foreign object. The referees. Look at Zabisco! What a sadistic! This man may I think he's a psychopath. Zabisco and his obsession for a championship has just busted open Barry Wendell. Well, you see that dive from Pee Wee? That was hilarious. Not too far from the TBS studios here, there's a place called Stone Mountain. And they got it's time to sign Robert E. Lee, Jefferson Davis, Stonewall Jackson. Okay? Well, let me tell you, Wyndham, you had your chance and you blew it. Dusty Rhodes, you're now the target. Ric Flair, you're the bottom line. And I'm going to put each and every one of you right up next to them. I'm just add a bigger total to the all-time great American losers that have been in this country. And brother, every one of you has the same option. You either hand over your titles or you're going to make the same face. Guards and granted, but nothing but a loser from coast to coast. Larry Zabisco with Baby Doll Terry. Obviously, what road he's going to take to get a title. Fans, more action. And Tony, on that note, I think we too should take a break here. I'm going to do it at 34:45. There it is. And you know what time it is, Tony. It's time to talk about our friends at Athletic Greens. I'm a big fan of Athletic Greens. You will be too. I got to tell you, my wife actually encouraged us to start this long before they were a sponsor here on the program. See that scooper right there if you're watching on YouTube? Mm. That's all it takes, Daddy. One delicious scoop of AG1, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This blend of ingredients is going to support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your focus, your recovery, your aging, all of your things. And I started it right before the pandemic, right at the start of the pandemic, actually, because my wife thought, hey, this is good for our immune system. And it was also lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, 
less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything, and it still tastes good. It's going to better support your sleep quality and recovery. It's going to support your mental clarity and alertness. That's less than three bucks a day. It's like you're investing in your all-in-one nutrition, right? Your all-in-one nutritional insurance, if you will. And by the way, I want to mention these folks have over 7,000 five-star reviews. Now think about the last time you went out of your way to even leave a review. Like it's got to be the best service ever or the worst service ever. I don't leave reviews, but I got over 7,000 five-star ones. Tony and I are amongst them. And Tony, we got a special offer right now. Yes, right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and 5, free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com WHW. Again, that is athleticgreens.com WHW to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Shout out to Athletic Greens. Try that AG1, and let's get back with the program here. I'm at 34.45 in three, two, one, play. Those old bumper music's so fun. We got enough Tony Schiavone on this show. We talked about the tremendous matches during Starcade. I'm holding the mic, dude. For the fifth time in his career, the heavyweight champion of the world, Nature Boy, Rick Flair. Rick, congratulations. Well, Tony, thank you very much. And there was a problem in the world. I don't see it right now. Atlanta, Georgia, it's carrying it live. Rick Flair, five times. Five. Look at him. Five times. The Nature Boy walked the aisle. Five times. The Ninja Boy walked away with what we know is the greatest trophy Woo! in professional sports. Tony Schiavone, Ric Flair, five times the man. And we're going to take a look at the man, Ric Flair, Ron Garvin from Starcade. Let's take a look at how it happened. So it's a recap show for all the Starcade here. I like it. I'm sort of yeah. resetting, showing you who the new champs are. Dusty's got that U.S. strap. Rick's got the world title again. Of course, he got it back from Ronnie Garvin after what was supposed to be, uh, I, I believe. I mean, I, I just can't imagine this was the the long term plan. We're trying something. We want to have a chase. We think this is the right way to pay it off. I think the old school term is a transitional champion. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember exactly why they had given the belt to Ronnie. Right. Uh, I just I just know that it didn't last long, obviously. Maybe it's because they looked and they thought, you know, Rick Rick needs to win the belt again or needs to chase the belt or and who's it going to be? And, of course, Dusty had been the champion many, many times. So they went with, uh, with Ronnie Garvin. I, I, for some reason, I, all, I also remember... And I may be completely wrong with this, but I'm just going to tell you what is in the back of my mind about this. For some reason, I remember that, and you may know the story, that Dusty wanted to win it again. Yeah. And there was a lot of people against it, so he didn't. That's what I've heard. Okay. So the, so that thought of, of mine is right. 
I mean, the idea being, you gotta remember they did the gathering. They did the million dollar challenge. How many flare dusty starcades were there going to be as a main yeah. event? Right. But yeah, exactly. I, I'll tell you though, I mean, you take a look, dusty got the cage treatment mm-hmm. just like Flair did. Yeah. Dusty got his, uh, got, got some gold around his waist on this show. Just like yeah. Flair did. Yeah. We're knee deep in the horseman flair. Hey, they're winning too much. They're taking too much of an advantage. We need to go with us. I mean, that's just politics, but they were prevalent here. Yeah, no, that that's true. And, uh, and then again, if you think about this, okay. Uh, if maybe, uh, if you're thinking that, well, we don't want to see flair dusty again. Well, it did big business, didn't it? Every time. So what the hell? Speaking of what the hell, um, soon my camera in and out, you goof. We, uh, we talk a lot on this show about my great close personal friend, Clint from Hershey, who you've met. Yeah. Right. I met Clint from Hershey. I uh, was having a conversation with another friend of ours in the wrestling business and and Mm -hmm. Clint happened to be in the room this week and the conversation of IBS came up. Are you in the loop on this? That is irritable bowel. I got a shit syndrome. Yes, you got it. Okay. And this person in the wrestling industry has IBS. Lord have mercy. And he made a big deal about the fact that he shits four or five times a day. Well, Lord, he asked me, how often do you shit? Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm a twice a day shitter. I shit in the morning and I I shit after work. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a two day. I'm a twice a day shitter. How about you, Tony? We'll be looking at on on poo poo output for you. Probably every other day. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, so that brought up the subject of my friend Clint from Hershey because Clint from Hershey tells me that he shits so often his asshole's raw. And I say, well, I think you might be doing a little more than that. If it's raw. Uh, and he goes, no, no, I shit four or five times every day. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wait a minute, I can't be real. And he goes, no, I promise I shit four times every day. And I was like, well, Clint from Hershey, I. You've told me before that you whack off five times a day. He goes, I jack off five times and shit four every day. And I I said to myself, self, who's got time for all that shitting and jacking. It feels like a lot of shit jacking. Does it not? Yeah. Yeah. He must, he must. Yeah. He, he needs a job. He needs hobbies. Yeah. You need, you need to to hang out. You need to hang out with somebody else. Just cut him out of my life. Yeah. Right. Well, here's the thing. He's not full of shit. Cause he's, he's done. He's dropping it off the kids at the pool four times a day. Well then, uh, but you know, if he's a real friend of yours, he'd have been at the, uh, the restaurant, uh, uh, and prevented you from getting into a fight. Well, I don't know that I necessarily got in a fight. I mean, he didn't land any blows and I landed one. Well, there's your finish. Yeah. And then we're going to hear from the nature boy. Look, the one piece of trash sailed yeah. in. Right. That, that that piece of trash that just came in, uh-huh. have it on good authority, uh, was from the Monster Factory. <laughs> hey. uh, Danny Cage, at least once a month, reminds me that Ronnie Garvin is the greatest NWA World Champion of all time, and I just uh-huh. laugh and laugh and laugh. Yeah, old Danny. Hey, um, I saw Ric Flair last weekend at the big event in Queens. And he was signing autographs. I was over there signing autographs. And look at him. He, that's probably the face he made when he saw you. All I can say is whether you like it or don't like it, learn to love 
going today. Now I'm not going to blow Ronnie Garvin's horn. He wouldn't have been in the ring with me if he was the great. He was the world champion that said it all. But Ric Flair has been a world champion five times. And I promise you this, above all else, I'm going to be more obnoxious, more overbearing, and I'm going to make you all learn to love it because you'll have no choice. The four horsemen, think about it, Chicago, Flair destroys Ronnie Garvin. Arn and Tully destroy the Road Warriors, remain the world champions. Luger, Lex Luger suffers a minor setback. Nothing that Luger can't take care of tomorrow. The four horsemen will ride and reign supreme. We are, we are, and listen very closely. We are the franchise. We are the best. We compete at a level unknown to mortal man. We run all night. We run all day, 24 hours. We live, we eat, we think, wrestling. We're the best there is, and I'm telling you, yes, I'm excited. Shotgun Eat was the Four Horsemen's night. Luger, no problem, pal. You got Ric Flair, the captain of the team behind you. So Dusty Rhodes, I don't blame you for thinking about throwing in the white towel. No one would want Luger a second time around. Ooh. Learn to love it. Diamonds are forever. And so are the four horsemen. Woo. And the world champion again, Ric Flair. We're coming. Boy, that was a lot of uh, long-term Flairisms mm -hmm. dropped in a single promo right there. Was it not? Yeah, it was. So we were at uh, the big event, which is a yearly thing in November in Queens. Yeah. And uh, Rick was, oh, da -da -da, man called Sting. Ching, ding, ding. Uh, so there was a, a flare was over with a group that sponsors him. Um, and Bianca Belair was over there. And they were kind of cordoned off from everybody. And there were a lot of people in there and I walked over and I saw flair and we talked for a little bit. As I walked away, he went Shivani and everybody goes Shivani and he went Shivani and they went Shivani. I said, all right, I'm getting the fuck out of here. But I thought it was funny how he had the fans going with my last name. You know, the man called sting lyrics might be some of the worst lyrics in the history of wrestling. Do you know those yeah, catchy, catchy tune though? You know? He does this. He does that. Mm -hmm. He big as bull. He quick as cat. Mm -hmm. He looks fine. He looks cool. He's own man. And he's nobody's fool. Yeah. Don't double cross him or get in his way. Cause if you do, you're going to have to pay. How about that? He's not like anybody else. Mm -hmm. If his friends ever need him, he's there to help. There you go. And all the kids, they go wild. And all the old people start to act like a child. How about that? Don't double cross him or get in his way. Cause if you do, 
you're going to have to pay all over the world. He's such a smash. You know, it's over when he does the stinger splash. Yeah, baby. He loves his honey. He loves the rock, but no one important. Suck loves my cock. I'm now. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Go ahead. They say loves the rock. Yeah. That was the ultimate warriors nickname back in. Oh, lot, Tara. Second, no one important loves the scorpion death lock. Mm. Don't you dare cross him or get in his way. Cause if you do, you're going to have to pay. Everyone wonders what he's going to do. I mean, it's just, it's a little silly, isn't it? We'll knock the front teeth out of you. He did some crazy shit, uh, recently again, jumping off shit. That's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. God. And poor old Jay, Jay lethal. Who's going to have to bump for Ricky steamboat here. This weekend. Can you imagine? I mean, think about that. July 31st, uh, Ric Flair, November 19th, Sting, November 27th, Ricky Steamboat, November 28th, Jay Lethal can retire happy. (laughs) Yeah, he can. Jay Lethal's a happy guy anyway. He's the coolest, most well adjusted human being of men wrestling. Uh, One of my favorites of all time. I mean, and by I, the way, there was no doubt in my mind when I saw he was teaming with Jeff Jarrett, uh-huh. who was taking the pin in that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Jeff said, now, Jay, I took the last one. So, yeah. you know, I've, I've had a lot of fun with Jarrett backstage because, you know, because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm running around and it does get stressful. Yeah, of course. And I'm running around trying to organize things. And he's just looking at me laughing. <laughs> I said, aren't you glad you ain't doing this shit anymore? He said, damn right. <laughs> oh, what do you think the normal number of times to shit a day is? Uh, I think the normal number of times to shit a day would be one. So you think even my two might be too many. Yeah, it is. That's telling me you got too much going in because you got to take it out. Wait, wait, well, uh, a Scorpio. Dan, 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 Dan. Man, man called Sting. Gone by the way, you, hey, he's got no scorpion on his pants or his boots. It's just green tights. He's got the rat tail. Yeah. Uh, the, maybe the most simplistic face paint ever. Just one color. Uh-huh. Um, obviously he's gonna, it's gonna evolve, but there's that singer splash. Yep, yeah, baby. Is he going to talk to me here? He wasn't. wasn't no, they're going to commercial. Okay. It wasn't necessarily the greatest talker back then, but that was. Oh, okay. Here he is. Here we go. Yeah. Here let's, let's take a listen. Right. Second hour of world championship wrestling. This man sting, not only after I'm sure a lot of money, in the bunkhouse stampede, but there's nature boy, Rick Flair, the world champion. Nature boy. Let me tell you something. I've been through about five different partners. I've been through thick and thin in this business. I've seen him come and go. I guess it's what you call separating the men from the boys. I'm a man because I'm still standing here. And I'm glad to be here in the NWA with the best athletes. Flair, you're one of them. I could come out here and shoot my mouth and tell you that I'm going to kick your little butt all over the place. But I'm not going to do that because I got respect for you. You are a great wrestler. I don't have anything against you until we get into the ring. Then I kind of go nuts all you know what I mean. So, Flair. I just can't help that I gotta do that every night. It's a good tension release, you know what I mean? Flair, 
You got your figure four. I got the scorpion for you, buddy. And I plan on tying it up with you. Outside the Buckhouse Stampede. What about that? The Buckhouse Stampede. A it's right up my alley. Fits me like a glove. Talk about a good tension release. It's made for me. Oh, yeah. Stick with a land here today on our program. Okay, let's bring in Mr. Jim Crockett. Hey, now, a rare appearance from Jim Crockett. Yeah. Guess oh, we're going to talk about bunkhouse stampedes. Can't believe he's gone, man. What a great time we had with him. Let's take a listen. Rare appearance from him here on the program. Well, to, to say that uh, Dusty's statements caught me off guard Thursday night is an understatement. Right. I almost fell out of my chair. Dusty Rhodes has been one of, if not the dominant force in wrestling for the last 16 years. Absolutely. He's one of those few individuals when they came into the sport, they were on top and have stayed there the whole time. He is the U.S. heavyweight champion now. He is the defending bunkhouse stampede champion for the past two years. Right. Uh, I rode to the airport uh, Thursday night with Dusty, and we had several long talks. We met again Friday morning. Okay. Friday afternoon, Dusty uh, went to the kickoff press conference for the bunkhouse stampede, and uh, which starts in Monroe, Louisiana. Dusty will defend his title in the bunkhouse stampede. At this point, that's all I can say. Okay, well, that's good news. We're glad to hear that, and thank you very much. Dusty Rhodes will defend his title during the Bunkhouse Stampede, fans. Okay, let's go back to the ring. And we see the Midnight Express coming out here. They're going to be taking on Thunderfoot 1 and 2. Of course, we had Gladiator 1 and 2 against the Midnights or against the Rock and Rolls earlier. At any point, did you think, hey, man, if fans are worried that Dusty might be retiring, they might not watch as often, or was it, the opposite thinking, Hey, if they think this might be it, we need to get them out to the arenas, see it maybe yeah. one last time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what, that was it. Yeah. You know. Uh, so anyway, what we were talking about earlier, shit, uh, it turns out the quick Google search says that it's normal to shit up to three times a day or as few as three days a week. So I think both of us are normal and you're being a fucking hater. Why? Because you shit twice a day. Yeah. No, I just. The less you take in, the less you shit. I don't think that's always necessary. I mean, I understand what you're saying is logical, but I know people who shit once a week. Are you suggesting that that, that person doesn't eat food? No, no. I, I talked to my doctor about something like this one time. Now, actually, I didn't talk to my doctor. I talked to a nutritionist. Let me rephrase that. Okay. And I was talking about, uh, why in the hell are we talking about this stuff anyway? All right. You know what? We'll talk about the Thunderfoot match. Go ahead. No, okay. Let's... Okay. No, let's go ahead. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so just all of us. So anyway, just, just reason hit me right in the face. Uh, so I was talking because how many times do you, uh, how many times do you tinkle a day? How many times do you go pee? Um, that's a good question. I've never counted. I'll start counting and I'll have a report for you next week. Well, let me tell you this. Okay. Okay. I, I can go to, I can go to an AEW event and yeah. I get there between noon and one. Okay. Right. I have a monster, 16 ounce monster. First thing I do, go eat, have a bottle of water, middle of the day or middle of the, let's say around, I don't know, six o'clock, another monster. That's two of them. We go, we start the show. I have a bottle of water, have another monster. Okay. I don't pee until I get back to the, to the hotel. Oh, I've got wow. three 16 ounce monsters in me and two bottles of water, sometimes three. 
and I don't pee. And I was talking to nutrition about this. And I said, should I worry that I, I, it, it's like, I don't have to pee. And all of a sudden it, it, it hits me. I gotta go, gotta go. And he said, no, he said, people who don't pee a lot means that they are, their bodies absorbing more of the nutritions and more of the substances that you take in. People who have to urinate a lot, their body's not getting all the substances they should. So interesting, I thought. Well, I, I drink like, uh, you know, those big liter bottles of water. Yeah. I drink like five of those a day. Okay. So then you, 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 you're going to urinate a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. I'm glad you do. I don't drink enough water. And I, think no, I chug five of those a day. And then, you know, I, like if we go, if you and I were to go to lunch, I would say, give me a diet Coke and a water and I'm yeah. going to have the diet Coke, but I'm probably going to refill that water a few yeah. times. Like I just, I chug water. Yeah. Got that going for me. Just to clarify things. I, after hearing you talk last couple of weeks, I, I wouldn't like go to lunch with you because I'm afraid number one, we get in a fight. Right. Or number two, somebody's going to one to measure See your asshole hair. asshole hair. So I just won't do that again with you. Well, now here's the thing that only happens at one place. Yeah. Well, the, what does that so, tell you? Well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing I, I, I said to myself, self, I don't know that I should go back there anymore. No. And it looks like the owner is, is kind of the culprit in all this. Well, yeah. I mean, now the, the butthole hair, you can pin on me and my friends. I get that. I'll take your butthole pin. But when it comes to the, the, the fight, I mean, it's his best friend and he just wanted to randomly fight me like Tony, come on now. Okay. I'm not going to fight people. That's not my thing. I'm not, I'm, I'm not lining up to fight folks. It seems dumb. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. It I don't think, it, I don't think anybody will again, but you know, that being said, oh. Well, badass, a little badass. No, I'm just saying like, I'm 41. It's never happened. I yeah. never, never have I ever been minding my own business. And somebody comes over and says, Hey, you want to fight? Yeah. And then I don't think they'll do that again. No, I'm just, I didn't mean it like that. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. what are the odds of that realistically happening? It's only happened once ever. Well, there you go. It was silly. Now here's Cornette again. Can't wait to see his picture today though that stuff in the ring you're not going to see intricate maneuvers like that because there's going to be 20 25 maybe even 30 people in there at the same time and there ain't going to be room for stuff like that there's going to be fingers sticking in ears there's going to be hands around throats there's going to be thumbs and eyeballs and there's going to be every other kind of thing that you can imagine from chairs chains rocks bottles brick sticks pots pans and tin cans everything going on in the bunkhouse stampede and the bottom line is it's going to get somebody a whole lot of money 25 30 50 thousand dollars ain't no telling how much is going to be put up but it's going to make some people rich big bubba rogers the baddest man in the world six eight three fifty the midnight express u.s tag team champions hey they grew up in a tough neighborhood too brother matter of fact when they were little in their neighborhood the mother didn't shoot you they inserted the bullets manually in the autumn the leaves didn't fall off the trees they committed suicide and we're going to be ready he's going to be ready and we are going to have a lot of money <laughs> okay and we're coming right back fans don't you dare go away and Tony, I got a time on me right now, 56, 48, 49, 50. I'm going to do it at 52. There it is. Spent a lot of time talking about shit today, Tony. Let me ask you, are you looking to shit the bed when it comes to gift giving this year? Probably not. Let me recommend something you can do. That's the opposite of that. I'm talking miracle brand. Did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? Yikes. Right. Bed sheets have more bacteria than toilet seats. 
Who wow. knew? It can lead to acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and daddy, it's just gross. Miracle Brand offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding like sheets, pillowcases, comforters. And they prevent 99% of bacteria. They require three times less laundry. And by the way, these silver-infused fabrics were originally developed by NASA. Miracle Brand sheets are thermoregulating. They're designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long and to get you better sleep. And because they're infused with natural silver that prevents 99.9% of bacterial growth, it's going to leave them to stay cleaner and fresher three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of luxury brands. Miracle sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, your friends, or your family. Who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets? And since these come with three free towels, it's like two gifts in one, just in time for the holidays. Also better for your skin. So stop sleeping on bacteria. Yeah. Clean sheets means less bacteria to clog your pores and fewer breakouts and other skin problems. And Tony, right now we got a special offer for our listeners. Go to trymiracle.com slash WHW. That is trymiracle.com slash WHW to try today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40% and be sure to use the promo code WHW at checkout to save even more and get three free towels. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Brand. Go to trymiracle.com slash WHW. Again, use the code WHW to claim your free three-piece towel set. Save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash WHW to treat yourself, a friend, or a loved one this holiday season. Thank you, Miracle Brand, for sponsoring this episode of What Happened When. Can you believe it? It's finally here. It's the most wonderful time of the year, unless you get stressed out about how to pay for it. Savewithconrad.com can help you make this the best Christmas ever. You won't make a house payment for the next two months. That's right. Skip your next two house payments and use all that cash for your extra holiday expenses. And come next year, you're going to have a lower monthly payment. Don't put Christmas on a credit card. Pay your credit card debt off at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Savewithconrad.com. And with that, let's get back to the program here in three, two, one, play. Fans were back. The symbol of the four horsemen, James JL, along with the man, the total package, Lex Luger. What do you think Lex is saying here, Tony? Okay. Well, you know, Tony Schiavone, a couple of things. As you saw, Dusty Rhodes, juice. As you saw, I didn't do much juice. Never liked to juice. Never liked to cut myself. Didn't like the idea of a razor blade. Didn't like the idea of maybe staph infection. Didn't like the idea actually of really selling. Only thing I really liked to do was kind of like point my finger at you, adjust my glasses back and forth again. Watch when I point. We've talked about this so many times. Probably more than five times talk about it. When I point, for some reason, the thumb sticks up in the air. Here, I'm getting ready to show it to you one more time. I'm going to point to myself with that thumb. That thumb's going to be stuck because when I point at the camera, my thumb, oh, let me take off my glasses to make sure that you see that I have no blade marks on this head. Not like Dusty Rhodes, but there you go. There's my thumb up in the air. My thumb, my 
clasp a goddamn thumb, Lex. Holy shit. I'm not drawing lines yet. I haven't got that far. But as you can tell, no blade marks. Dusty, you can blade all you want. I'm not going to blade, and I'm going to make big money. That's right. I'm the narcissist Lex Luger. Uh, Well, that gimmick hasn't come around yet. But once again, the thumb is in the air when I point. I am the total package, which means no blade jobs, no blood capsules. Well, there really wasn't blood capsules back then anyway, there was it. But no, I am the total package. One thing I do, as Arn Anderson could say, <laughs> I had more teeth in my head than Mr. Ed. I don't know why I thought about that. Arn used to call him Mr. Or used to call him Mr. Ed. Didn't he hold up a toilet brush and say, I found your toothbrush? Uh, I don't know. You may have. He said, I'm sure Arn says, I'm sure your dentist and your parents are very proud of you or something like that. Oh man. He's pretty intense here. I just don't get it. Why? He's not even blinking. I know. I just don't. Well, I just don't get why. You know, when, when he was a horseman, uh, I don't, I may be wrong, but please close that freaking thumb up, Lex. God, what, why do you, why does that bother it you? It just so? fucking bothers me. You point like this with your thumb, with your fist, you take a fist and then you, what if he's doing finger guns? <laughs> anyway, uh, somebody told it, look, he can't help look, looking at himself in the monitor there. You think he uh, did finger guns when the police came around? He go, he, he had to. <laughs> somebody, somebody really told him to get jacked, or he's jacked. But I mean, really told him to get intense on these promos. He was. Uh, so here comes Doctor Death, man, taking yeah. on Tommy Angel. Of course, Doctor Death is the UWF champ. Yeah, and this is uh, days after. Head to the dick. Head to the dick. Isn't it? Uh, man, that feels like forever ago since we did that. It was five years ago. Can you believe it? Yeah. And it was, it was at, at this Starcade where he, he tried to leapfrog Barry Windham. And, and of course it's now part of pro wrestling history. Anyway, I was going to say that this all reminds me of the fact that, and of course, you know, I went out and partied with the horseman many times. Yeah. And even the Luger incarnation of the horseman. And if I'm correct, Lex was with the horseman, but kind of not with the horseman, you know, you mean partying? Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. He partied a little bit, but not the flair Tully Arn type. No, he, he wanted to drink, uh, milk and eat shrimps. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that now. He he wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have been uh, at the bar pulling out his asshole hair. No, no, no. And then there's a another story that involves Lex Luger, and involves me that I will never tell here on the air, but I may tell you off the air one day. Oh, I can't wait to hear that one. Okay. Um, speaking of stories that we don't talk about often here on the program, yeah. I was having a discussion with a friend of mine, a friend of ours. I don't know that you would count him as a friend. Cause he nearly let you die in the basement. Oh, that's 
that said fucking. No, don't say his name. Don't say his name. And we're having this discussion Mm -hmm. about. Was he awake for half of the discussion or asleep? He was. Okay. About Elon Musk. Okay. And about how I believe Elon Musk is autistic. And I argued, and I've said for years that I think autism can be a superpower because, you know, your brain works differently and you can really focus on something and you're not bogged down in a lot of the nonsense of, you know, just doesn't get in the way and you can really focus and just be phenomenal. And I, I've got a lot of friends and people in my lives who have been great examples of that. And he casually mentions, yeah, it would be like being Larry David on the show, Kirby enthusiasm, where when he goes over to somebody's house and they say, Hey, do you want a tour? And he goes, nah, where, you know, they kind they, when they ask, do you want the tour? They want you to say yes. And right. he's just not bothered by it. Just nah. Yeah. And I said, well, shit, dude, if that's the barometer, I might be there because I don't want to take a house tour ever. I've never asked to take one or wanted to go on one. And I said that in fact, there's only one tour that I've ever actually been on, which was the WWE tour. When I did a, a tour of the Titan towers. Uh. And I remember as I went like room to room during this tour, cause I, I won some charity auction or something. And this is 2013. And I remember asking the tour guide. So what Divas did Vince fucking here? <laughs> I was just way ahead of time. You know, I was way ahead of my time. Yeah, they, didn't think that, they didn't think that was funny at all. But I mean, every room I'd be like, so what Divas did he get in here? Oh, uh, and, and then of course the, the subject became in our group chat with this person. Well, where do you think him and warrior hooked up? Because those rumors have been around. And I was like, well, obviously the gym. Like a hundred percent that would have happened in the gym. And then my friend said, can you imagine the sounds? And that really got me excited because it'd be one, two, you got me. No, you didn't. <laughs> oh, goddamn pal. I mean, can you imagine like if warrior sneezed and Vince yeah. just stomps out, oh. what do you think it would sound like if warrior I, and Vince were to hook up in uh, the WWE no. gym? No, 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 I'm not. No, I'm not going there. Come on, dude. I'm not. I'm not oh, going there. You're, is... you're out of your freaking mind. How am I out of my mind? You're out of your mind. You really are. Are you telling me you don't think Vince ever laid the pipe down in Titan Towers? I don't know. I don't these, know. These big, powerful guys who are billionaires, you, you might say. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that nothing I, ever happened at the office? You don't think Linda ever came through? He was working late. I don't know. I don't know. You just don't know what happens. Well, you can't, a, you can't assume every anything at all. Okay. I'm not assuming I'm asking. Okay. What the, where, the, where is this coming from? You're right. It'd be more entertaining if we just did this. The greatest <laughs> professional wrestling in the world. Do you understand the world? I've been all over the world internationally and I've done what I've done with this belt. Now I'm the fossil. I'm the fossil of UWF. I've gone through thick and thin. You talk about the greatest athletes. You talk about this and that and the other thing. Well, no, I'd rather talk about warrior fucking Vince in the gym. You sure not this and that and the other thing? <laughs> you sure you don't want to talk about that? <laughs> Poor Dr. Dale. No. Oh, man. I, 
So we're going to commercial here. I'm going to hit it at uh, 58, 105, 56, 57, 58. There it is. And of course, it's time to talk about Tony's hog meat. Um, donka, donka. I don't know that Vince needed any blue oh, chew, but God. what? Where is this come? Go ahead. I damn, pal. Okay. So hard, even a cat couldn't scratch it. Mm. My dick never sneezes. There is no sick. That's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, we all know confidence can take you far in life. That's especially true in the bedroom. You know, when it's time to step up to the plate, Blue Chew comes in. It's like a hot tag for your wiener meat. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Take them anytime, day or night. You can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. In the process, it's simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And here's the best part. It's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office. No awkward conversation. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. And Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA. They're prepared to ship directly to your door, all in a discreet package. It's like destrucity for your dog meat. <laughs> Tony, we got a special offer for our listeners. Tell them about it. If you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, <laughs> do it and do it. Have better sex, warriors. And, pal, we got a special deal for our listeners to try Blue Chew for free when you use promo code WHW checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code WHW to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. We thank Blue Chew for sponsoring our podcast as we come to you from the Blue Chew Studios. And now, let's get back to the program. I'm at 105.58 and 3, 2, 1. Where is David Crockett? Why do we just got to get you over and over and over? Damn it. Oh, look at Ronnie. He's proud of being him. And he's got a, is that a rebel flag on his that jacket? Looks like he's on tour with new kids on the block. Let's take a listen. I can tell you I had a bad ankle, bad ribs, I had a fever. I had the flu, but I'm not going to use no excuse because I was perfectly healthy. I felt very good. <laughs> what it was, it was a world's heavyweight title match and it was fought as a world title match. Rick Flair fought the by the way, Ronnie Garvin, Canadian says American by birth, Southern by the grace of God. That's right. He's got an American flag and a rebel flag on, but the right. motherfucker is Canadian. Right. I love it so much. Yeah. Listen to this accent and let's guess which part of Kentucky he's from okay. in the world. And for that simple reason, I want it back and I want it back more than ever. You see when a football team loses at the Super Bowl. One thing they can do is they fire the coach, get new players, trade players. But in my case, that sounds like Montreal, Kentucky to me. Yeah, it does, which is like, uh, like Northwestern Kentucky up near West Virginia. Yeah. in the Sean Ross Sapp quadrant. Oh, Jesus Christ. You got a Sean Ross Sapp fan. Thank you for fucking up this podcast by saying his name. But go ahead. Next oh, one. I didn't, I didn't know y'all had heat. I want to have heat. I just. You more of a Nick Houseman guy. I just don't like Stooges, but thank you very much. Let's go back to Ronnie Gar. This inspiration, the greatest thrill of my life was to be the world's champion for two months. But I'm coming back. That's right. I'm very proud because it was the best, the toughest, and the hardest match of my life. 
Ronnie, I don't mean to come out here and interrupt your interview, but I'd like to say this in front of the millions of people watching. I've been involved in a lot of big wrestling matches in my career. I've seen a lot of things happen in professional wrestling and all professional sports. And it seems that when the big thing comes up and it has all the hype, that usually, whether it be the Super Bowl, the seventh game of the World Series, the seventh game of the NBA Finals, the event does not live up to the hype. Brother, in my estimation, Starcade 87 lived up to it and more, and the match that you and Ric Flair had was history. I've never had that kind of feeling come over my body when I watched an event, a sporting event, that I wasn't even participating in. And I don't care what anybody says. I haven't known you that well. I have known Jimmy and Precious for a long time. My eyes, you're still the champion. And to use an old cliche, it's bad when somebody has to lose in an event and a contest like that. To me, you're still the champion. And thank you for a moment of history. But I want to thank you for something else because you pointed out to not only me, Jimmy, and everybody in wrestling, Ric Flair is human. Ric Flair has vulnerabilities and he has weaknesses. And Flair, I was there the night he beat you in Detroit. And I was there in Chicago. And P.S. has got their weaknesses and their vulnerabilities. So I know that you're after it again, Ronnie. But I am too. And I know you are. Well, you know, Michael, I just got a few things to say here to my brother Ronnie. And that is you went down in the history books. And what you did was not in vain. You proved to a lot of people, including Michael Hayes and myself, that not only yourself and me and Michael, the champ can be beat. Ric Flair can be beaten. And also the thousands and thousands of people out there. Because I watched my brother train. I watched him start from the bottom and work his way up. Nothing is impossible. And there's a lot of young people out there that might have a lot of dreams. And they might seem like they're far, far away. But like my brother did, he started from the bottom and he worked his way up. And he became the greatest wrestling champion in the world. And as far as I'm concerned, Ronnie, you're still the champion in my heart, pal. What's your turn next, so Ric Flair? Watch out, because I've got a brother. The Garvins will be heard again. We'll be put back on the map. We'll be put back at the top. And there's another man standing right here. So, Ric Flair, <laughs> good luck, pal. Ronnie Garvin, Michael PSA, Jimmy Garvin, and Precious. What a moment, fans, and what a great champion, Ronnie Garvin. Let's go to the ring. Ron Simmons is going to be wrestling Rick Steiner here. Years later, this would be a big-time match. And uh, you want to talk about two big jacked-up motherfuckers with big features in front of them. Yeah. Ron Simmons looks bigger than ever right here. Yeah. Not only that two, two really as a shoot, badass motherfuckers. Oh yeah. You don't want to mess with either one of these guys. Neither these guys are unfuckwithable. Yep. yep. Absolutely. So very cool. I think that interview, if memory serves me, this is the beginning of an angle where, uh, Ronnie keeps getting, getting interrupted by Michael Hayes. And that leads isn't, to, isn't that terrible? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you hate to be interrupted by Michael Hayes all the time? Yeah, sure would. I talked to him this past week. He's doing I, well. Uh, didn't really care, but good. Oh, okay. Okay. That's my bad. I'll shut yeah. my dumb more mouth. No, don't, don't shut your mouth. Hey, I sent you a picture, uh, this week we're going to need to talk about. Um, okay. We, uh, worked uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut on Wednesday. Oh, I didn't know we were allowed to talk about this. Yeah. I, I think I shouldn't mention it. Cause I think it's kind of funny. Well, it is funny, but I yeah. was like, you know, you, you're so scared of your own shadow these days. So I don't yeah. want to piss anybody off. Oh, no, I'm not pissing anybody off. It's, 
it's kind of a random thing. We work Bridgeport, Connecticut, and we happened to spend the night in Stanford. Yes. And we stayed at the Stanford Marriott. And I got to my room, I don't know, probably about six in the evening, or it was it was dark, seven maybe. And I open up my my drapes to look outside. I always do that. A couple of things uh you should know about me when I when I trade you don't need to know, but I'll tell you about when I travel. Number number one, I never turn on the TV. Ever. Uh and number two, I first thing I do, I always look at open the drapes and look and check the scenery. Yep. And when I opened the drapes, I was hit in the face by two big WWE signs. Giant lit logos. Giant lit logos. And I went, what the fuck am I doing here? I just I just thought it was interesting. Of all the sides of the building I could be on, here I am. And I sent you the picture. I said, so uh, open my drapes, and I saw this. Wow. And I Ironic. suggested. Yep. <clears throat> What did I suggest? You, you suggest me go and talk to Bruce, have maybe have dinner with him. Yep. And I said, no, you said, tell him to fuck off. I did not. I said, no, I'm not going to do that. He and so then me. I sent that, I, I took your picture and I forwarded it to Bruce and mm -hmm. he replied in all caps, motherfucker, are you up here? And didn't tell me you were coming. Mm -hmm. And I said, nope, that's Tony Giovanni's. Mm -hmm. And he goes, what is he doing up here? I said, they're running a show. And he goes, where? And I said, clearly near you. I don't know. And he goes, well, maybe I'll stop by the show. And I go, yeah. do you want me to get you a pass? And he goes, no, fuck off. Oh, and so, listen, don't work me. He knew where we're running. They know where we are as much as we know where they are every time. So wait, I'm sure someone, I'm sure the company shit. does. Yeah. You think the guy who's writing creative gives a fuck where AEW was on? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So since you know everything, where's WWE this coming Friday? Uh, I don't know. What the fuck? You shot don't hit me with that bullshit. Well, I don't write creative. You're so far. No, you work with talent. So you know okay. where they got to be routed and yeah. where they go. And if Tony Schiavone stopped short, you know what he had for breakfast. So I don't want to fucking hear that. You don't fucking know where they are on Friday. Look at Kevin Sullivan coming out all in all red. He's got a number on the socks. Yeah. Red for the red socks. Hey, let me ask you about something else. Uh, as we're watching a pretty fun match here, but the very young Rick Steiner and very young Ron Simmons. Can we talk about showering for a minute? We've talked about poo-pooing. I feel like we should talk about showering. Okay, go ahead. Saw something online this week, really captivated my attention. And I, and I thought, man, I said to myself, self, I got to bring this up to Tony as I do. Okay. So what I want to suggest is you try something new in the shower. Next time you take a shower. And I know when we first met, you showered once a week, but I think we've changed that routine up. You shower on a more frequent basis now. Fair to say. Yes, I do. So, so when you get in the shower, is it, is it, would I be fair in, in guessing you might take a shower today? Uh, yes, I'll take a shower today. <laughs> if you're watching on video, you see that Tony has, uh, adopted mid Atlantic championship wrestling bug eyes. Yeah, sir. I, I want you to take a shower and I want you to take your, your thumbs. Oh my God. Your middle fingers and, and, and pull them. Pull your scrotum out away yeah. from your body. So on the left, use your left hand, pull the left side of your scrotum out okay. and your right hand, pull the right side of your scrotum out. Yeah. And then I want you to pull it up and once oh. you take your pointer fingers and I want okay. you to tuck it down okay, no. and create like a little bowl. Okay. And I want you to collect water yeah. from the shower in your new ball bag bowl. And you can use that to 
you know, create like a little bird bath. Okay. You, you, you know, there's something wrong with you. Don't you? You could not just do this with water. You could do this with Kool-Aid yeah. or you're from the South sweet tea. You, you're, you, you have, you have a problem. Tony, you need to try this by the end of the year, because in 2023, we're bird bathing these bitches. I think it would be awesome if you went to Thanksgiving and you went over to Lois's side and you had something you knew she would like, like some, some peach. Uh, oh, look at this. It's a spam replay. Thank Are you God. kidding? They're grocery products. This is a spam replay. Uh-huh. And I think we need a spam replay of you approaching Lois yeah. at the Thanksgiving table. Yeah. With some Jim beam or maybe some peach moonshine mm-hmm. in your, in your ball bag bird bath, mm-hmm. man, she can just, <laughs> we're bird bathing these bitches in 2023, Tony, come on, join me. You need, you can put any liquid in there, Tony. Are you even listening to me? You need some professional help. You know that, don't you? You could bird bath them, Tony. Professional help. Well, I'm going to try it. Okay. I'll report back next week. Let's know how it goes. Mm. I'm disappointed that you didn't. Yeah. You didn't even bite on that idea. No, I love how Arnatoli just being aggressive out of the get go. Rocky King looking to make a tag. By the way, Arn Anderson is beating up Brock Anderson's second cousin. Look I, at this kid in the face. I was thinking the same thing as it came in, man. That's got, that kid looks like Brock in the face. He's got to be Brock's cousin. That, that's Arn's nephew. Yeah, it's got to be. By the way, Brock Anderson from a side profile, shout out to Gene Jackson, yeah. uh, lo- lo- local Southern wrestling, uh, personality. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, he posted a picture of Arn Anderson holding up a microphone and Brock standing next to him. And you got like a side profile of Brock and the way he's. The way Brock is rocking that pencil beard, yeah. it looks very Tony Schiavone-ish. Yeah. yeah. Who posted that again? Gene Jackson. Yeah. Fuck yourself, Gene. You don't like Gene? No, just leave my name out of your humor. No, no, no. I, 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 he didn't. I don't know that he said anything. I said it looked like you were ill. It looked like you and. Oh. It looks like you and Aaron went half on a baby. Mm. It could have happened. No, it couldn't have. Oh, okay. Okay. I think you'd have made a wonderful wife. You're going to make somebody a good wife one day. Don't you? Oh God. Will you just ask Lois about the bird bath? See what she says. No, I won't. If you brought her a Jim beam, she wouldn't drink it. No. You should just ask her that. If I brought you a Jim beam, would you drink it? Nope. You, you know, I, I, I realize what's going on with you sometimes. Be careful with the Kool-Aid. It might stay in your sack. No, and you're, you, you're, you really want me as just a, a fucking dumb fuck. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> you really want me to just really get in trouble here at the house. Cause you know, she think she thinks you guys are just nothing but juvenile bullshit humor anyway, which she's right. We are, we are. Yeah. And then if I say, if I go to her and say that, she, she go get so pissed off and I'm going to come back to you. I was like, Oh, Conrad, oh, it didn't work. <laughs> but what did work is for her to get pissed off to me the rest of the day. So I see what's going on here now. Yeah. Lois and I are working together. Yeah. I get you. Another uh, horseman promo this time with Arn and Tully. Let's listen. All right. 
Thanksgiving night, we said one team was going to walk out with the gold and one team was going to walk out like that. And you know who can't show up on Saturday? The Road Warriors. They must be in the gym working on that bench press some more. Because I tell you what, Road Warriors, you ain't done what it takes, baby. We came to your hometown, Chicago, Illinois, Sightown East, and we walked out with all the glory, the four horsemen, just like we said it was going to be done. You put it in the bank. It was gospel. And now the four horsemen are going to go on to bigger and better things. The Nates did it. Luke did it. Arn did it. Tully did it. JJ did it. And baby, what a party. Woo! Chicago's never seen nothing like it. Tony Giovanni. Under normal circumstances, I should be more beside myself than what I normally am. But see, what I've always told you is I'm a professor of this business. I'm a student. A while back, when I was walking around without one of these, I told you I was going to do whatever it took to get one. And I did. Now, suddenly, there seems to be another void. When we walk in and everybody hollers, chap. Two of us turn our heads and say, yeah, what it is. A couple of us don't. But I'm telling you, there's people around here that want to make commercials. They want to do Bill Creek commercials. They want to do movies. They want to be a star. Well, stars are in the sky and stars are in Hollywood. The reason horsemen are what they are is we get it done in that ring better than anybody else. That's what I remember first. That's what I hold to. The Marquis says wrestling. And don't say, go make a commercial somewhere. Don't go to Hollywood. Well, gentlemen, the four horsemen are four synchronized gears, all working to perfection. One of those gears wants to fly off on its own. We pull it. What you're saying, buddy, above all else, is the horseman, Ray Luke, JJ, I follow Paul, the four horsemen. And I reiterate, whether you like it or not, learn to love it, because we are, come on, Luke, the best thing going on. Yeah. Man, hold me right back. Don't share, go away. Man, is it just me, or was Arm pretty fired up right there? Yeah, I was kind of weird wasn't it they, they like cut away, talking about dusty was he not well the cutaway shot of luger yeah they stayed on that for quite a while this is going yeah. to be an interesting interview what do you think uh oh irs uh, is saying I, I wanna, here i want to hear him i want to hear him see what he says oh that's gonna be bad here we go Out there with other things on their mind besides wrestling and what it boils down to is i've been through that before going through syracuse university when you came up to a big match or a big football game if you didn't have your mind on it you were in trouble and i'm out here i'm going to say it one more time i think i've watched arcade in depth that i could beat any wrestler in professional wrestling today whether it be amateur rules or professional rules i think i can hang with anybody and take some of those straps away from them with me okay mike rotunda florida heavyweight champion fans we're ready for our big six-man tag team event. Wow. we got Mighty Wilbur, Barry Windham, and Ricky Santana taking on Ivan Koloff, Warlord, and Barbarian. It's a Pier 6 brawl here. Mighty Wilbur, there you go. You can see that's my uncle. Yeah. Somebody just approached him on a bar stool and said, do you want to fight? Yeah, and you slapped him in the nose. Yeah. So, or a palm shot him in the nose. Listen, I, I go back to that interview, okay? And they kept it almost to me. Uh, I was thinking a couple of things happened there. Either Dusty wanted to make uh, 
wanted to focus on Luger to make him a big star, which Dusty always did. Yeah. And had the director, Tommy Edwards, sit on that camera shot. What bugged me about that shot was usually just a cutaway, boom, and you're back. But he stayed on him. So as it's going on, I'm thinking, okay, maybe Arn is bleeding for the forehead, right? Right. And they're not, they don't want to show him. And then they cut back to Arn. He obviously wasn't. Or maybe is this where the, was Luger getting ready to leave the horseman? Was there an angle coming up there? Was Arn talking about, was he talking about Luger? Was he in that interview? I felt like in real life, he was talking about dusty. Okay. You know, like, uh, yeah, I think you're right. But just, it just, I don't know that weird cutaway shot that stayed on Luger just, uh, perplexed me. I don't know. Uh, look at Paul Jones. You're right. <laughs> you, you know what? You're exactly right. You nailed it. He's kicked out of the, um, horseman on December 12th. Okay. So two weeks later. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think that's even on our schedule. I think we're going to be covering that into, uh, well, here, here shortly. Yeah. So Arn is kind of ripping on Luger wanting to be more than just a wrestler, right? He wants yeah. to be, yeah, yeah we're, we're going to be covering it in two weeks, daddy. Well, there you go. How about that? And next week on this program, we're going to talk about Jim Ross's debut. Whoa. How about that? Yeah. That's a big moment. That is a big moment. It's so I, for some reason, I thought that Jr. had debuted in, in, uh, in the studio shows earlier than that, but Jr. actually had done the, uh, had done the war games with me. And that was the first time he and I worked together at the Omni. So then he debuted on this, on the show in December. <laughs> was he tripped up or did he just fall on his ass? I think he tripped and fell on his ass. Oh goodness. Oh, God bless poor almighty Wilbur. <laughs> oh my God. Paul Jones. Could the, the, the warlord be any bigger? Do you think? My God, those fucking arms, those arms are tree trunks. He's a cartoon character. Yeah. And poor old Wilbur, just drizzling shits here, buddy. Oh, he just got nailed in the back of the head with that cane for real. Yeah. Oh man. We got a pier six brawl. Yeah. Yeah. Paul laid him in. Paul could lay him in, buddy. He, he could, he, you know, Paul was really, really old school. I mean, old school, like Gene Anderson, old school. And, uh, and obviously wasn't the best talker in the world, but you know, Paul made some money. He made some money in Florida, made some money at Jim Crockett promotions. He was used on top in his wrestling days. And I remember as a fan, I really didn't care for Paul a lot. I didn't like his promos and he didn't do anything for me, but I mean, he and Ricky Steamboat were world tag team champions. He was mid Atlantic champion, a U.S. champion. So Paul was really, really got the push of Jim Crockett promotions. And now we see him here at the end of his career, you know, with that get up look like bullshit. But, um, some speaking of bullshit, uh, what, uh, what's on your agenda for the holidays? I know you're going to have a house full for yeah. Thanksgiving tomorrow, but, uh, Christmas, y'all got any big Christmas plans yet? Well, we had thought about going up to, uh, going up to New Jersey and stay with Matt and, and his wife and their little daughter. 
That'd be um, cool. Yeah, they have a house now, um, about 35 minutes outside of New York. So I thought about doing that, but, you know, because we have three dogs and we don't like to leave our dogs, uh, we have to put them in the car and drive to New Jersey from here, which I don't mind. I, I, I love the drive, and uh, Lois is a you know, pretty good conversationalist when you drive, so uh, so I don't mind. So that's what, what what's your plans? I think we're just going to stay here at the house. We're going to low key this year. Oh. I'm uh, excited about that. I know I've never been invited to your house for, for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Oh my God. You oh. are a known liar. What? You've been invited so many times. So is Jr. And here's the thing. I need your help with Jr. Jr. is flying home from Chicago to Jacksonville on Thanksgiving. Right. And they have non-stops from Chicago to Huntsville. Yeah. And my mom will make him his very own tray of cornbread dressing and he can stay the weekend and hang out and uh-huh. enjoy a bunch of football. And uh-huh. that's a good time. And, he, and, and it beats going home and just hanging out by yourself and not yeah. having cornbread dressing. Right. But he's fucking stubborn and he's invited every year and he won't come. You got to help yeah. me. Well, you know what? Uh, I can see it. If, if Jr. is anything like me, I can see where he, you just, as, as people, nice people like you and your family who open up your homes, who are so great hosts are just wonderful people to go visit. But a person like me, even though you're so wonderful, still feels that you're imposing. I don't think that. I know you don't. I was just saying that, but I do. And that's why you don't see me that much. And that probably Jr. feels the same way. I don't want to impose. I don't want to impose. Even though on your end, it's not, you're not imposing. We want you here. So <clears throat> if Jr. is anything like me, it's going to be a tough sell. But I, if you want me to, I'll, if you want just me to. Just mention it. Hey, Conrad really wants you to. Okay. Because I really do think, I just hate the idea of one of our friends just hanging out by themselves on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I agree. And, and Jr. shouldn't. No, uh, he absolutely shouldn't. He's got That's people that know, love and care about him and right. we're available and we got extra seats at the table. Yeah. And my house has been that way forever, man. I've had right. the Silvas over for Thanksgiving. I've had Matt stupid ass Matt Coon over for then Thanksgiving. You know, have any, anybody over for Thanksgiving. Had him. Did he right. sh- fall asleep at the table? He did. Sat on my dog ruined my life. I'm sure. so, I mean, this year, like Morgan's bringing her roommate from college. Like, you know, it's come one, come all man. Everybody's yeah, well, it's Thanksgiving. It's go. just an excuse to have a big meal and fellowship and watch football. And yep. as you know, everybody makes too much uh, food for Thanksgiving. So there's going to be leftovers. Right. And whatever Jr. drinks, you know, I got in the bar downstairs. Yeah. My God. Yep. And you know, and you, you know what he drinks? Yeah. Moscow mules. If you got ginger beer, lime and vodka. You're in. And, he, and he's got that. Spe- he likes that special kind of crown. I'm yeah. eat up with that. Yeah. Just eat up with it. All right. I'll say something to him. Man, this is uh, coming down to the wire. There's only like 40 seconds left in the show. I know. They're still going, man. They may. This may be one of those where they're they're going to fight Ooh, off the air. They're hitting they the did. commercial, and we're going to go to. No, that's it. Yeah, they fought off the air. I I remember us doing that now and then. It's like I'm going to rewind it so we can track your call and just hear okay. it. Stands up. Santana gets it there. Program. Don't forget, see you tomorrow night on our Sunday edition. I'm Tony Giovanni. Good night, everybody. 
Well, if you had that one to do over again, you might, huh? Yeah, yeah. We're desperately out of time. Tape machines rolling. Don't wait for killing the motherfucker here. See you. Goodbye. Well, let me just say this. We're not desperately out of time because it's never too early to start thinking about gifts. Whether it's for a friend or the friends in your pants. Make this a season to be jolly with Manscaped. Do your little boy a favor. Use a lawnmower 4.0. Avoid another silent night in the bedroom. And add in Manscaped's top-of-the-line shower products to have people thinking all I want for Christmas is you. Santa cares about his sack. Show some you. Look nice when you get naughty. Go to Manscaped.com. Use the promo code WHW for free shipping and 20% off. The new Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is a one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. Got everything you need to help you deck the halls from your face to your balls. Just in time for mistletoe season. That's right. The Platinum Package has each product from the best-selling Performance Package Plus. You got the Ultra Premium Body Wash, the Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, the Ultra Premium Deodorant. Everything you need to be smelling good from your Santa hat to your candy cane. That Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer is necessary. You got to get all those scrubs uh, <clears throat> cleaned up. The Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer is going to take care of you, and so is that proprietary advanced skin safe technology. going to take care of those delicate little holes. Got a 4,000K LED light on this bastard. going to light you up like Rudolph. And now that you've groomed the uh, candy cane, all that's left is to make sure you don't smell like a reindeer. That's what we're talking about, shower products. And guys, you got to do this if you're wanting to birdbath them bitches, okay? You got to get it trimmed up, then you got to make sure it smells good. That's why they're getting you the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner. This Platinum 4.0 sitting under the tree is guaranteed to put anyone in the holiday spirit. They got a cool little stocking stuffer too. That new brand new body buffer, way better than your sorry asshole loofah. One more time, Tony, hit them with our special offer. Uh, before I do, Conrad, reminder of the Crop Mop which is individually wrapped uh, disposable wipes that you just open up and wipe yourself off and you are fresh to go. I use them all the time. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WHW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code WHW. Manscaped, get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. Gosh, I love Manscaped and I love doing this show with you, Tony. We talked about a lot of shit today on the show. We talked about that stupid ass MJF and how he's a terrible human being. Horrible. We talked about how you, uh, low key flew to Stanford to interview for a job with WWE. That's and a that's a lie. That is a lie. Uh, I did not. I was in Stanford and I opened up the, my window and there with his logos looking at me and say, what the fuck you doing in our territory? Fella, get out of here. I heard you're a redneck from the South and here comes a lie out of your mouth. I heard you just walk, you just walked in to Stanford city limits. And even though you didn't work there, they still fired you. They handed you a separation agreement. As soon as you walked in, Tony, we told you you were fired in 1989. It's yeah. time to leave. Yeah. Well, they, they brought Eric Bischoff in just to fire him. They might as well try to do that to me. Well, I'm looking forward to next week. We're going to keep the train rolling. We've had so much fun visiting old school Jim Crockett promotions next week. We're going to do it again. One week later, one week after this was December 5th, 1987. And that's where we would see the debut of Jim Ross. And we get the world heavyweight champion taking on Duke, Duke, Duke. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks doing it again. 
when we see Luger no longer being a horseman, we'll finish out the year with Starcade 1996 right up the road in Nashville, Tennessee at the Municipal Auditorium. Hulk Hogan's going to lose to Roddy Piper with a sleeper, but that opening match, man, something else. What if I told you Jushin Thunder Liger and Ultimo Dragon and Rey Mysterio? They're all hanging around WCW here. They're going to create some magic. Wow. And then we'll finish out the year with a almost New Year's Eve edition of Nitro from 1997. Lots of fun stuff on tap. And maybe along the way, we'll talk about how many times a day you shit, whether or not Vince McMahon hooked up with anybody inside Titan Towers, what it might have sounded like if the warrior. I hooked up with somebody there and maybe you want a bird bath or maybe you got in a fight or I don't know. Lots of nonsense on today's program, but Tony, it looks like right now it's about that time. Ladies and gentlemen it is about that time. And Conrad Thompson bolts through the door of his house, fresh off of a fight at the bar where he smacks somebody in the nose, palm shot in the nose. And now he is ready to fight somebody else. And he looks to his right. And there is dumbass lazy Matt Coon. Who's asleep on the couch? Conrad's gonna go hit him in the dick, hit to the dick. Hey, we're just out of time. See you next week on What Happened When. We come to you Wednesdays on Cumulus Westwood One, but Mondays we come to you ad free and only on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash WSW Monday, and of course, adfreeshows.com. Stay tuned, boys and girls. The top guy, a.k.a. low-key Big Hog Weekend, will be announced within the week. See you soon. Thank you, fellows.